Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And here we are. It's the second season. No. Dang it. It's the third. Wouldn't it be the third season? Yes. (laughs) I'm not going back on it. It is the third season of the Tape Store. It is the second episode. Yes. We do our seasons by years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, it's it's how we do it. From October to October is one season. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything anymore. That's how we did it. I still feel like we're in 2020, to be honest. So yeah. I can't even. This <laughs> nothing, nothing matters. <laughs> that would normally be an outtake, but I'm just going to keep it. No, in No, so. it's authentic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going back to Bayside this week. Yes. Which has I have been excited about doing this particular episode for some time. Yes. It's so good. We talk. We we quote this episode all the time. Yeah. For no reason. It's not like it. it there's no reference needed. No, not at all. Uh, this episode is called One Nine Hundred Crushed. <laughs> it, according to uh, the the Saved by the Bell timeline, it is the eleventh episode of the second season. Uh, if you go on Amazon, it's mm-hmm. the eleventh episode of the third season. But that is because Amazon counts. Season one, yeah, that is the season of uh, where they the show's actually was it wasn't called Say by the Bell, no. it's called Good Morning Miss Bliss, right? So with Haley Mills as yeah Miss Bliss, it was mostly about Miss Bliss actually, yeah, uh, yeah, Zach. So our first um, encounter with Zach Morris, Lisa Turtle, and Screech Powers. Mm-hmm. You know, Slater and Jesse were not in Good Morning, Miss Bliss, no. or, or Kelly, or any of them. It, it was Zach Morris, uh, it was Lisa Turtle, it was Screech Powers. There were other students as well, uh, a part of the cast, but and it took place in Indiana. I was going to say, it didn't take place in California. Yeah. And the show was about Miss Bliss, mainly, mm-hmm. you know, Haley Mills and her life we as, love. as a teacher with her students. Yeah, love Haley Mills. is great. <laughs> Mr. Belding is in this as well. Yes. You know, he was the principal. And then they they changed the show up. I mean, it, it, I mean, it really it's changed. It's like a soft reboot. Yeah, where they moved everything over to California, and they focused on the students. And they focused on the students. You know, Zach mainly being the, you know, yeah, the, the kind stu- of the, the the showrunner. Yeah, the the character that we follow. And they and they you know with the well they didn't they kind of break the fourth wall in in Good Morning Miss Bliss as I'm, well. I'm trying to remember. I know Miss Bliss never did. No, no, not Miss Bliss. Yeah, the only person. Maybe not. Yeah, the only person that's ever that ever breaks the fourth wall. It's only ever Zach. It's only ever Zach. Right. So that, that's why I consider Saved by the Bell is is Zach's story. Yes. Um, but Good Morning, Miss Bliss was Miss Bliss's story. Right. And Amazon counts season one of Saved by the Bell as that Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Right. Se- so you always have to kind of go off one well, season yeah. to watch the episodes. Well, I remember as a kid watching Saved by the Bell and the Miss Bliss episodes, they put a Saved by the Bell intro. Yeah. That, but the Good Morning Miss Bliss has it had its own intro. Right. They just kind of, I think they, maybe, I don't know, maybe they bought the rights to it. Cause, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, they just lumped it in. Yeah. And and they just basically, but, again, it, ha- it, but, like, it's a, but it has its own tone. It's, 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 it is very different. Yeah. I liked it though. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I liked it. But again, it's not nearly as iconic as what we ended up with, though. No, it was definitely m- more adult. Yeah, I mean, there was kid. I mean, it had a. Um, I don't know why, but what I re- I remember when I was young watching it because obviously I didn't watch it when it first came out. I would watch, you know, like when they would show the episodes on TV. Yeah. 
it gave me like a boy meets world feeling with Mr. Feeney. Right. It yes. had that kind of feeling, and I loved Boy Meets World. So I was like, "Well, I'm here for these episodes. I love them." I would say it was very much related to to that show. Yeah. In the feel. Yes. Um, but of course, again, Boy Meets World is about uh, Corey. Right. Right. Where again, you know, you know, Good Morning Miss Bliss is about Miss Bliss. But all that's to say, I'm saying all that because <laughs> I remember when we got on Amazon to watch this episode, um, I said to go to season two, episode eleven. But here's here's the thing about me. I can look at Zach and tell by <laughs> his, his hairstyle what season it is. Yes, and but also how old he looks. Yeah, yeah. You can always but, tell. But his hair had stages. Right. So he had this... this um, the cr- 90s like swoop. Well, well, he had this flip yeah. in like the front of his hair in, in the early season. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what Amazon calls season two, what... On the DVDs called season one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, like if you get on the Say by the Bell wiki, like the, the Say by the Bell fandom page, say, uh, season one is the season after Good Morning, Miss right. which is what Amazon calls season two. Right. We're getting really confused. But Sorry. when I look at Zach's hair, it has this little, little coiffed, little <laughs> quaffed, whatever. He had amazing little, hair. Little flip in the front of his hair yeah. in season one or two, whatever you're looking at. Right. The next season. He started to comb it back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and he had like these. Um, Mark Paul Gosler's hair is actually. Dark. It's, yeah, he's actually half Korean. Yeah, he's, he's also yeah. He's so also he's got yeah, dark hair. He's got dark hair, and it was much darker. It it was highlighted. Mm-hmm. In the later seasons, he not only looks older, but his hair's more blonde. Yeah. Uh, so I can just look at him and I can tell. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I know what season this is. Wait, so. Excuse me. He's either a half or a fourth Korean, but his mom I know is of Korean descent. Yeah, okay. Which is cool. Which I think is cool because he plays this all-American guy, and really he's also like, right. you know, multi, multi-racial, multi which I love. Oh, yeah, definitely. So the bottom line is that if you go looking for this episode on Amazon, it's season three, episode 11 on Amazon. Right. It's season two, episode 11 on the, uh, again, I, I guess what you would call the official Saved by the Bell. Fandom. Yeah, you know, fandom, whatever yeah. they want to say. You know, Saved <clears> by the Bell history. I don't know because... It, it depends on how you view it. Right. Uh, it depends on if you view good, the, the Miss Bliss years as its own entity and then say by the bell as something separate or if you put them all together. Right. You know, I but gr- if you want to go watch it on Amazon, yes. you're going to be looking at season two. Yeah. And That's all, I, that, I, all that long thing to say that. Well, it's <laughs> I, I, it was it's also fun kind of talking about the Good Morning Miss oh, Bliss yeah. and, and the whole soft reboot and all that stuff, you yeah. know, because that's essentially what it was. It was, you know, we're like, let's try this again. Reboots happen all the time now. Yeah. Like it's a word we use all the time in television and in, in movies. But but you know that was something that was happening in the eighties into the nineties. That you know it's just kind of like let's just mm, have them reemerge and they're Californian and yeah you know, all these things. But okay, season two, three, whatever. Episode eleven, one nine hundred crushed. Aired originally on November seventeenth, nineteen ninety. This episode is. 31 years old. Uh, and it's unbelievable. That hurts. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was directed by uh, Don Barnhart, who directed a lot of Save by the Bell episodes. Uh, and, of course, we had our iconic intro that you tried to skip when we were watching I it did, and all it did was skip like 10 seconds, it, and it, it, it moved, still had yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, it moved forward like five seconds. I think so. it maybe missed, like, Mark Paul Gossler. That why was it. you would even... I didn't say anything, but I was like, why would you do well, that? Well, because I was like, let's just watch it. Why would you do that? <laughs> I know the intro. These things are sacrosanct. I know. Okay. So anyway, we do have the iconic intro, uh, and we open 
at the Max, which we know is the favorite hangout of our gang, the wonderful diner. Uh, we see Zach and Screech sitting at the usual booth, which is kind of like, uh, I guess if you, you know, it, it seems like we're standing kind of where, where I would think the back wall of the Max is. Yeah. Like if you walk into the Max. Stage right. Yeah. Well, if you if you walk in, well, well, the front door of the Max is at the back, right? Like if you're looking at the screen. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I'm saying TV. if we were on that stage, it would still be stage right. Oh, well, because we'd be fa- if we were, you know, facing. Well, I'm thinking if we're facing that door, right? If we're facing the audience, it'd be stage left. Oh, okay. So we're facing. Yeah, we're facing the door, so we're stage right. And I, I would imagine that's that's the wall, right? That's the fourth wall. Yes, yes. What's considered, and in the center is the booth that the gang always sits at. And we see Zach and Screech sitting there. Zach has a magazine and is mulling over with Screech ideas that could make them big money. So we know right. Zach is ever the opportunist. He's and, always thinking about money. Yeah, he's always thinking about how he can get rich and not only get rich, but he, he wants to get rich quick. And uh, Zach finds an idea while flipping through this magazine. Create a 900 number that charges two bucks a call. Zach loves it. He says... That's a lot back then, too. That was a big deal. That's. I'm glad you you, you mentioned that because I was. Go- I would not do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was glad that that you brought that up because when we watched this episode, I I wanted to make a point to mention that that the hot the hotlines. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The the one nine hundred number hotlines was a thing of the late eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. You know whether it was advice or you know what have you psychic hotline lots of psychic stuff yeah you you would call you knew that 1-800 were toll-free numbers but if it was a 1-900 number you know that whatever you called for it was going to be you were going to be charged either for the call or charged by time yeah whatever so again so again this was a 90s thing Mm -hmm. this is a trend so you know if if yeah, those want, of our, our students who may be listening to this who are like, what the heck is a 1-900 number? Now you know what that is. Exactly. It was, and, some, and you know, some Say by the Bell episodes, uh, not every single Say by the Bell episodes, but a lot of them do feature the culture of the decade, you know, right. and, and, and 1-900 numbers was definitely, you know, a part of that, and, and this is what this story is going to center around. So before Zach can really elaborate, kind of on what he wants to do. He just, well, he just tells Screech, you know, we need a gimmick. Right. And moments later, Slater, Lisa, and Jesse walk in. The gimmick is about to walk. Yeah, the gimmick arrives. (laughs) Literally walking into the door. Jesse is reading a relationship advice column called Dear Donna. And having Lisa answer, she's reading the questions or the problems that these people are presenting in, in this relationship column. And having Lisa answer with what advice she would give Amazingly, it's the same advice that Dear Donna would give. Oh my gosh! So they're saying, "Oh my gosh, Lisa, if Dear, you know, Dear Donna has her own column, she's really good at this. You're giving the same advice as her. Like you're good at this." Yeah, but Le- and Lisa's had moments like this before, right? Where she's been the one who can figure out people's problems. Yeah. I can't remember which episode it is, but there's another episode that's very similar to this where she's kind of, you know, doling out different kinds of advice, whether it's fashion or whatever. She's she's just good with this kind of stuff. And we literally see a light bulb come on. Yes, an actual light bulb. Yeah, like they actually... And it it was a little awkward because it took a minute. It took a minute for it to materialize. It turned on. Zach has an idea. We know now what he's going to do Mm because he says, he says, I got it. The Lisa line. 
That that in its early phase, this yes. idea he calls it the Lisa line. So we can pretty much assume at this point, okay, Zach's going to create an, a relationship advice hotline, right? And you know, have Lisa be the golden goose, right, of this thing. Uh, Since you know. she's already mimicking the advice of someone that's famous, right, right, absolutely. That was his big thing. Is like, hey, you, you're giving the same advice as Donna, and Donna's famous. Yeah, Slater and Jesse by this point had had walked off. Uh, then Kelly enters with her younger sister Nikki. Uh, Nikki is 13. She's athletic, and would be defined as a tomboy. Yeah, she's a cool kid. She is a neat kid. She's a nice girl. She's, you know, cute as a button. Yeah. You know, she's good at baseball. In fact, Kelly's bragging on Nikki pitching a no-hitter earlier that day. And if you don't know baseball, what a no-hitter is, um, it, it's a big deal for a pitcher. It's if a pitcher uh, throws a complete game, you know, they're not taken out, so it'd be nine innings. Right. You know, they, they throw the, you know, uh, and no batter is able to get a hit. Like, no single, no double, no right. triple, no home run, no nothing. They pitch a no-hitter. No hits. So, it's called a perfect game. Okay. Yeah, in I don't baseball. know anything about Yeah, points. no, it's all right. It's just, you know, it's 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 a big deal. Uh, pitchers, uh, it, it's a very rare thing, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, it's, it's such a big deal, you know, if a pitcher throws a no-hitter. So, Nikki says all credit goes to Zach, who taught her how to throw a great curveball. So, clearly he has already had... A very sweet relationship with her as Kelly's sister. Yeah, you would imagine. I mean, if they're going out, I'm sure he's over there and right. you know, he knows the family. And it would make sense that a girl, uh, if she's dating a guy, uh, you know, he comes over and he would meet her younger siblings and yeah. would probably see him and hang out with him and all those things. Yeah, for sure. But however long Zach has been dating Kelly by this point, obviously, Nikki has spent a lot of time around Zach, enough to develop a crush on him which is clear because she's sitting next to Zach, who praises her for a job well done at this ball game, and that's when we see it. Zach's oblivious, but it's clear by the way that Nikki is staring up at Zach that she has a crush on him. Oh, yes. Pretty major. We're then, we then have the, 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 the daydream sound. The yes. You know, the whatever you want to call it. It's like a harp. Oh, yeah. The harp sound effect. And we're transported into Nikki's mind where she has like this uh, daydream about Zach. It's basically a 90s retelling of Cinderella. Yes. You know, Nikki's scrubbing the floor. Scrubbing the floor. Oh, she's the... still dressed like she's in the 1500s in France. Yeah, yeah, she's she's dressed like with a... How, how, she's got yeah. the little the kerchief on her head yeah, and, and the scrub brush. Yeah, and she's scrubbing the floors of the Max. The little ratty dress. Lisa, Kelly, and Jesse are like in the place of the three stepsisters. And they look like, I mean, they just walked out of Vogue in like 1990. Right, they, everybody's wearing updated clothes. Yes. Except Nikki. Except Nikki. <laughs> Which I guess is the point. Again, yeah, is in like the place of Cinderella. And you again, you know, Lisa, Kelly, Jesse, they're the three stepsisters pining for Zach, a.k.a. Prince Zachary. Oh, boy. Zach bounds into the max with Slater and Screech on each side, and all three of them are dressed like this 90s hip-hop trio. Yes. They have these this big gold stuff hanging from their It's uh, gaudy. Um, but, I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> Slater's wearing a starter jacket, yeah. a, a Miami Heat starter jacket, which I have... An actual starter jacket of that style, but it's not the Miami Heat. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. Nice. So he had heat across his. Of course. Uh, mine says Sixers. <laughs> it's, one of, it's, it's one of my favorite jackets. <laughs> um, they rap about how Prince Zachary's girly girl must fit the gold sneaker. So instead of the glass yeah. snicker. Uh, snicker. Snicker. <laughs> 
instead of the glass slipper. I, mean, I got sneaker and slipper mixed up. This is unbelievable. Okay. We've had a heck of a week. <laughs> it's so, coming out now. <laughs> so the gold sneaker is what <laughs> Prince Zachary's girl must fit. Um, much like Cinderella's glass slipper. Right. Which looked like a glass high heel. It didn't look like a slipper at all. No, it's just a phrase. Jesse, Lisa, and Kelly's feet are too big. But Nikki's foot fits perfectly into the gold sneaker. The daydream ends soon after. You know, they, they, they embrace, you know, she, oh, Prince Zach, you're my dream come true. I love you so, and I love you too. Yes, and they, they wrap it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a big wrap, yeah. <laughs> and they hug, and then we, we're back to reality. She's still staring up at Zach. It's clear this is going to play a big part in our story. All right. Yeah. Back at Zach's house, Zach is holding a meeting with Screech and Lisa about his big money-making plan, uh, now called the teen line. Right. Not the Lisa line, obviously. That would, uh, yeah, they would, they, would, they would be found out Yeah, quick. right. Because this is the thing. Lisa loves the idea and wants h- half of everything in cash. Because remember, Lisa is the golden goose. It would be nothing without her advice. Right, and she is also quite money-minded as well. She is. Because she's got some shopping trips to go on. She's money-minded <laughs> and she's very smart. Um, Zach agrees to this, but everything must be kept a secret. So what they agree to do, Zach, Screech, Lisa, uh, is they would, they would, so the the plan is this, they would, they're going to advertise for the teen line. Mm -hmm. People with relationship issues, questions, anxieties, whatever, are going to call the teen line and Zach, Lisa, and Screech are not going to answer these calls as Zach, Lisa, and Screech. Right. They're going to disguise their voices and they're going to they're going to essentially have um handles like right uh, you like know. personas yeah yeah with different names and we'll get to that in a second <laughs> the next morning though again as i said advertising signs are posted about this teen line all over bayside because at bayside there's no approval needed no you can just say you hey, don't have to go to an admin for anything yeah i'm just gonna why don't i just you know bake a bunch of cookies or something just say hey got a cookie business and just gonna post them up there yeah i mean there's rules about like selling like even like a bar of candy in the oh, classroom yeah. it's a whole thing i mean there <laughs> there were no but to be fair also it was the 90s as well true I don't, it, so yeah, there's I, a lot i don't i don't think there are many of those kinds of rules yeah, i don't remember i was 10 in 1990 I, but, right so in high school i remember you had to get approval to have uh, any kind of fundraise you, you couldn't go to school and and make your own money and you can't use school as a place to make money <laughs> right. you know, i remember as a teacher not too long ago this was about this was 2017 so this was five years ago this is when we were in savannah mm-hmm, i know exactly what you're about to say as a kid who broke his sister's laptop yep. and his dad was like you're gonna pay for this laptop is one of my students you're yeah. gonna pay for your well i noticed that this kid was coming in with brownies and yeah. baggies and was selling them and kids it was causing a distraction in my class <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't I'm not the kind of teacher that's going to be like you know like, hey. yeah I'm not like that I just call, I had an office at the time it was wonderful <laughs> I call this kid into my office and say hey what is the deal with the brownies man <laughs> he goes okay here's the deal <laughs> I broke my sister's laptop I said well how'd you do that he said I sat on it I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even cool it's not even yeah. like you I know he was it. doing something cool I sat on it I sat on it and I was like okay I said well, what happened then. He goes, my dad said I got to pay for it, but I don't have the money to pay for it, so I got to make it somehow. I said, oh. I applaud his, um, yeah, the fact that he's like, okay, well, I'm going to do it instead of well, fussing about I, I it. I applaud, he did it. I applaud his parent for saying you're going to take responsibility because yes, that's very breaking. rare. Yeah, these days, right? So he has no way to make money. 
So he is. This was uh, like an. It really was like an episode of a show, like in your class. And honestly, I'm trying to remember how it all ended. I I think I told him, "Hey, listen, like, do it at the end of class or something." Right. <laughs> but it became such. Oh, that's right. I think I told him, "Listen, you need to wait till like either the beginning or end of class or whatever. You can't do it all throughout class." Right. But then what ended up happening was I started finding brownie baggies all oh, over my, my classroom. God. At the computers, and you have a huge. You had a yeah, huge classroom with, with brownie crumbs all over my room. So I just said, "Hey, listen, and it's computers. Yeah, like, you're I mean, selling these things, and kids are eating them in my class, and it's I'm getting ants now and stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to have to stop you. Yeah, you got to call it. Like I'm not going to. Like, I'm not going to rat you out. I'm yeah. not going to tell you not to sell them any. You can't sell them in my computer lab. So it, that's hilarious. That, anyway. did, he, did he ever raise the money? I think him? maybe. I, I just know. realized this I never kid, asked you. I don't know, but he was making money every day. I, said, I asked him. I remember asking him. I said, how are you doing sales? And he goes, oh, man, I sell out every day. I was like, wow, okay. That's impressive. I know. And the fact that he like made brownies and yeah. brought them to school, like, good, I mean, on, I hated, good on you, I sir. Hated, I hated quashing his entrepreneurship. But he, right, but ants. The problem was <laughs> is that his customers, my other students in that class, were eating the brownies. They would just turn and take them out because you know, that's what kids do. They're hungry all day. They don't. They feed, are hungry all aside day. Aside from the fact that I don't believe they feed kids enough at school, and the food is often trash. Yeah. Well, I, it's. I mean, everybody. You know, my thing is just that I wish that they fed them more throughout the day because even I remember being a, a student. Yeah, being, they should give them. I mean, I know it's starving. not pre K, but they should give them snacks. Yeah, I remember being a student and being starving during the day, like having to wait for lunch. And they can't anyway. think and learn when they're hungry. No, which is why I, you know. I passed out candy the other day in my class, and I swear, they're like little vultures. They're like, yes. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that as long as they're not eating things that are distracting like. No, well, and we had like a we had like an allotted time. We, were, we weren't doing something, and I was like, here, and I just started passing stuff out while we were getting everybody signed up for USA test yeah. prep and things like, like that. In general, and it was fine. Yeah. I just tell them. I'm fine as long as you don't bring like a Subway sandwich in, in here and start eating it or a Big Mac or something because that's just or a big bag of chips. I just didn't had a, bring a bring a, a thing of hot wings. You know the student. Yeah, he's see, great. That makes the whole room smell like. And it, I was though. like, "What do you do?" I was like, "Man, I'm hungry." I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to work for a living, but here I am, man." <laughs> like, put your hot wings. Oh it's my just god! Just because it makes the whole room smell <laughs> like it. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. It was it was ineffective because I was laughing. Like I had a kid. I had still. a kid bring a pickle in. I said, <laughs> "It makes the whole room smell like a pickle." <laughs> And That's I, the worst. And I'm t- I'm just like, just bring in like some Skittles or some. They like never a, bring normal. A, a food. small bag of potatoes. They never bring normal. I try. Food. I try to help. I try I to say, listen, guys, I get it. You're hungry. I'm not going to stop you from eating. Just, anyways. But whatever. Right. I mean, I remember when I was. In, they used to go to the bathroom. I remember. We, I think you had it too. But I had students that would go in the bathroom, and I'd come in. I'd be like, guys, where are you taking so long? They were all standing in the bathroom around a bag of ta- takis mm-hmm. and divvying it up in napkins. Right. I was like, this. Should be a worse scenario, and it's literally just chips. Just come to the room. Like, you're taking right. up the bathroom time. So funny. So the bottom line is, <laughs> you know, no no regulation at Bayside no, High School. No. Nothing, Zach, everything's fine. Zach posts this massive, I guess he posts, I don't know how he did it without people seeing him, but right. <laughs> a, a massive poster. Uh, call the teen line if you have relationship problems, questions, whatever. And so, again... This is the next day, you know, after, you know, Zach, Screech, and Lisa hold their initial meeting. Slater and Jesse are at school, and they see the teen line poster. And Slater comments on how he would never call one of those. Mm -hmm. Jesse takes this opportunity to, like, take a dig at Slater. As she often does. As she has been doing this whole episode, really. Yeah, she's been a little salty. 
about how he knows nothing about relationships, Slater finally calls Jesse out on why she is on his case. And Jesse admits that it's because she had a good time with him at the prom, but was disappointed that he never called her to go out again. And Slater responds that he felt the same way and offers to take her out Saturday night. Jesse says, maybe. Now, see, this She's is, still playing the game Right, a but bit. She, she took it a step too far. I think, look, you got what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You got Slater's attention. He admitted that he felt the same way you did, you know? Mm-hmm. And now he's saying, let's go out. And then she goes, maybe. Well, and two, you're looking at Slater and Jesse. Slater is... He is a total macho man, even though he's really not. He's actually very sensitive and he no, feels but, very deeply. However, he does put on that macho man thing, and she is like uh-huh. Miss Feminist. Yeah, but so Slater, they approach things very different, and they but they both have the same thought. Right, but Slater doesn't have. Well, I mean, he has a level of pride, like in his yeah. st- physical strength and his ability as an athlete. But all in all, Slater doesn't have Jesse's brand of pride. No, like, it's different. It's no, very different. because Slater has no issue telling Jesse, let's go out. Right. I felt that way, so let's do the next natural thing. You were disappointed that I didn't call you after prom. Because he was like, why didn't you? You walked me Right. Home. He's like, why didn't you call me? So, so Because he recognizes that she does like to call right. some of her own shots, which but, I appreciate about but him. But Slater is saying, well, let's go out on Saturday night. And she's like, mm-hmm. maybe. So she took the game playing one step too far yeah. because... Jesse's brand of pride is I'm not going to give Slater the benefit of knowing that I like him. Right. She was basically like, well, crap. Now I have to be vulnerable. Right. And she just goes, maybe. And Slater says, maybe. Maybe your blow dryer blew your brains out. <laughs> and that was really satisfying to see because I thought that, you I know, know. I wanted. To, I just wanted her to say yes. Even though a level of playing hard to get is fun. Yeah. There comes a point when I'm like, okay, this is stupid. Like, do you like me or not? Eventually, <laughs> you have to get the 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 car and gear and get moving mm-hmm. you know eventually the relationship has to start somewhere right mm-hmm. i've never been a big fan of that and i've been put through that oh yeah and all that made me do was it was not me by the way no you didn't do that i was letting the world know that it was not no, i you didn't do that no, no. i was like this is what's but up. I, I think if <laughs> I, I think if this were a teen line i would think i, I wish that more people were just Forthcoming, forthcoming, and honest. If you like somebody, just get, just get things going. You don't have to drive this person nuts. You're if that person likes you, you're already driving them nuts. Yeah, you don't have to go. Well, I'm just I'm I'm just not going. Well, to because say, then you're going to drive them away. Right. Eventually, it doesn't matter who you are in the relationship. You just don't need to dangle yourself right in front of somebody. You know, and 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 at least at I least not know. for a long time. Right. At least not for know. not forever. Like you said, it's a little fun for a minute. It's fun for a minute, but like I said, Jesse just takes it a step too long, you know? A step too far. So, Slater says to Jesse, maybe your blow dryer blew your brains out and walks off. It was great. (laughs) We go to later later in the evening at Zach's house. The teen line is launching. It's up and running. Lisa disguises her voice when she takes calls as a southern belle named Princess. Of course. Zach uses an Australian accent and goes by the name Nitro. Which you quote all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I'll just go, Teen Loin, this is Nitro. For no reason. Yep. Screech is the Ant-Man. And makes, you also quote this for no reason. And makes no attempt. <laughs> it's, it's Screech. No, it's Screech. Teen Loin, this is the Ant-Man. What's bugging you? Like He's not, he's not using any kind of... <laughs> no disguising mechanisms whatsoever. The Ant-Man. The first guy to call is a guy named Moose. 
who is a student at Bayside, simple-minded, he's a football player, and he wants to date the very studious, um, very intelligent, really smart Louise. So he feels that they're very different. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of an athlete, you know, he's he's kind of simple-minded, you know. Yeah. He's not, he's definitely not academically inclined the way she is. His right. strengths are not where hers right. are. Right, and Louise is very bookish and, and, and very studious, uh, super smart, uh, but... And here's the thing. Luis calls later in the evening mm-hmm. about Moose. So it's clear that there's something there between them. But here's the on thing. On both sides. When Moose calls, Zach, a.k.a. Nitro, picks up. When he asks for advice, Zach puts the phone down for a second and asks Lisa mm-hmm. what he should say. When Louise calls, she gets Lisa, a.k.a. Princess. And Lisa's just able to give her advice. Right. What are we saying? The, the common thread is that Lisa is... Is the golden goose. She's giving actual, helpful advice. But Z- what I'm saying is, is that everyone is relying on her. Zach right. is relying on her. So right. Zach's not giving advice on his own. He's turning to Lisa. What should I say? Yeah, it's you under know? the guise that they all know what they're talking about, but they don't. Right. Lisa is Lisa. the lifeblood of making this thing work. Right. Right. Um, later that night, a big call comes in. Screech tries answering it, <laughs> but Lisa snatches the phone. <laughs> Uh, much to his disappointment, he was like, he was like, he's like, dang it, yeah, this is my shot. It's Jesse, clearly calling about Slater, instead saying she's calling for a friend. Yeah, and, and Lisa's just loving it. She's no, like, yeah, mm-hmm. she knows he's got uh, that. Jesse has the hots for Slater. Um, she knows the situation and gives helpful advice, telling Jesse to t- or quote, you know, her friend, yeah, to just relax and have a good time. And Jesse seems to think, oh, oh okay, okay, great, okay, yeah. great. I'm encouraged. The phones ring again. It's Nikki. Nikki Kapowski. Yep. Zach takes the call as Nitro. And, a se- uh, and, and seconds later, the two other phones ring. There's three phones. Yeah. So which, which, again, raises my question is, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a show. But yes. It, you, I always would wonder, like, how did Zach get three phone lines? Right. How are, right. They, how are they paying these people? Right. You have to get three phone lines, three numbers. Although Zach is wealthy. So, I mean, and obviously has a, has a mom, you know, we know his dad works all the time and a mom who's just like, oh, yeah, sure, Zach, whatever you want to do up there. Yeah, yeah. literally, like she's not available. Yeah, just go <laughs> for it. That sounds fine. Well, I just always remember being a kid being like, well, how did he get so many phone lines? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, overnight. Right. Anyway, so. He is this a is bottomless important. well of resources. Zach slash Nitro mm-hmm. is talking to Nikki. And after, and, and you know, moments after he, he he answers this phone and starts talking to Nikki, the two other phones ring. Lisa gets Lisa grabs one. Even Screech, the Ant Man, gets one. I would love to know the advice he gave. Well, I know I would. Love, <laughs> I would really <laughs> love to hear his phone call. <laughs> well, just don't worry about it. Like, right. I mean, what what is he going to say? But this is important, though. This means Zach is on his own for this call. <sighs> Alas. Remember, Lisa, I've said this several times, Lisa's the golden goose. The success of Teen Line is based on her alone. Whenever Zach gets a call, up to this point, he asks Lisa what he needs to say. So we're about to see this whole thing unravel. <laughs> the first call Zach gets that right. he has to take on his own. As is, yeah, that, it's fitting. So Nikki lays out her problem. She likes a guy, but he's going out with someone she's close to. She's not using any names. Right. So Zach doesn't realize that this is, he is involved in this situation. Right. This is... Him to him, this Kelly. is completely separate. Right. Uh, so, Zach asks Nikki how the guy feels about her. She says the guy said he loves her. Now, <laughs> okay, yes, Zach told Nikki he loved her. 
it was at the max after her baseball game in a playful older brother type of yeah, way. Yeah, he's like, I love this kid. Yeah, it really was innocent. He says, I love this kid, yeah. Remember, though, Nikki's 13, has a crush, and is obviously causing her to exaggerate any amount. She's going to take it and run with it. Yeah, any amount of attention she gets from Zach, she's going to blow up, you know? Zach tries to get help from Lisa immediately, as he's as he's been doing. But again, she's tied up on a call. So Zach decides to take this one on his own and gives Nikki pretty bad advice. Yep. I, I mean, I think it's horrible advice just by itself, which is right, right. all's fair in true love and war. Go for it. Okay, now... We can differ on this. I, I don't We're know if you probably and I, not going. I don't to, know if you, I think you I and I are going. going to, but some, a listener might differ. On right, this right, right. Okay, okay, okay. And that's fine. In my opinion, uh, if a person likes another person, and that person is dating someone, I think you need to respect that relationship and yeah. allow it to run its course before you try to move try, in. Try to move in, right? I would agree with that. I don't believe in trying to break two people up. No, I, I just don't believe in that. So. I think that that's horrible advice. Right. Now, some people might say, you know. Well, they're just dating. Yeah, who cares, you know. Right. They're and not married. And, yeah. They're not married. Do it, you know. And I just um, I, yeah. I, I just don't think you should do that. I think you should, you know, you should wait in the wings and be supportive. But you should respect that because here's the thing. You break two people up. What's to say that that person is not going to, you know, I don't know. You're I burning could, a bridge either way. I yeah. Think, or, or you at least run the risk of burning one too many bridges now, doing is it, that. is that a blanket statement? There might be someone, that, there definitely is, I have no doubt, more yeah. than likely, that someone has gotten into a relationship, you know, oh yeah, these two people were dating, I like this person, they broke up with that person to be with me, I'm, and, and it worked. There, the, I'm not saying there's never an exception to... There's Well, there's always an exception to the rule. So we're, we're basically trying to not, you know... Oh, yeah. Speak ill against you know or someone be, that we know or something that might have this situation because again, life it yeah, takes many different forms. What if the relationship's like abusive or something or things like that? Yeah, well, or, see, I I think in my head I'm like excluding those things. I'm yeah. thinking I'm thinking these are just two teenagers dating, right? And they're trying to you know work things out. Uh-huh. Maybe don't be the one other teenager that comes in and is like, hey, I like you and screw you and yeah. our relationship because she's already said I'm close to this person. Right. So I just feel like that would be a detrimental friend move yeah. and a not great person move. So the bottom, yeah. So yeah, we're ba- I'm looking at just yeah. this scenario, right. not any other life scenarios because life is way more complicated after 13. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to, <laughs> right, that's what I was trying to say. There, yes. there, there are complicated situations. I'm just saying that at first look, in general, right. I'd be like, no. This is not a great rule of thumb. This is not a great rule of thumb just to say all is fair and true love and war and I'm just going to go after this person I don't care I'm you know just show no regard for the fact they're in a relationship with another person right, right you right. know and you know so but the bottom line is too with the episode Zach is with you know with, you know without Lisa Zach's like not even trying he's like ah no. oh, yeah go for he it he just like says things just go for it yeah Nikki thanks Nitro for the advice hangs up the phone and calls herself Mrs. Zach Moore so we know that this is just heading for the iceberg and that's such a that's such a like young teen thing to say. Like I remember, I would always try on like the last names of the guys I like, just as like, oh yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I would do that. Thank too. God, those other names. I'm kidding. Didn't I didn't work do that. out. I, you, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely did. No. Um. I. Uh, no. I think that's cute. No, that's, that's sweet. Dear diary. No, I'm just <laughs> I had a diary when I was in like, oh uh, seventh grade, and I kept it for like two days. <laughs> And never wrote in it again. Oh, I journaled a lot. 
Yeah, you do journal a lot. I still do, yeah. And I, I just can't find the time. I read, um, in I think it was seventh grade, we read The Diary of Anne Frank. And I loved that she chronicled her life. And I remember for a while I tried ca- I tried naming my, my diary just like, like she did. And yeah, uh, I think based on that, I was kind of like, because I was like, in my head, I was like, what if something happened to me? And my family was like, you know, they wanted to remember me and know all my thoughts. So I was like, they can find this. Now I'm like, no, God, no, burn it all. Like, right. <laughs> just burn, burn all the artifacts. But, uh, you know, at 12, it sounded fantastic. Yeah. Well, Nikki is going through her, you know, she's 13. Yeah. She's just having She's Mrs. Zach Morris. She's Mrs. Zach Morris. <laughs> the next day, Nikki takes Nitro's advice, a.k.a. Zach. She dresses up in a miniskirt and approaches Zach, telling him she wants to be his girlfriend. Yeah, she is, she's brave. I got to hand it to her. She's brave, little thing. Then it dawns on Zach that the advice he gave Nikki as Nitro has caused this. Teen line. Yeah, teen line. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Dang it. And he looks, yeah, breaks the fourth wall, looks He's at like, us, teen Guys, line. help. <laughs> now, this is where Zach makes it worse. Now, now, so Zach, at this point, has been innocent in this situation. Yeah. He really has. But he has the opportunity to stop it right yeah, in its tracks. Now he's about to be a total idiot over this. No matter how hard, here's the thing. No matter how hard Nikki might take it, all Zach had to do was tell Nikki, hey, I'm flattered, but you're too young for me, Nikki. And I'm in love with Kelly. And I'm in love with Kelly. That's it. But I, you know, I'm glad we're friends. And, and if blah, she blah. runs off crying or is devastated and angry, and that's when you can say, Nikki, I'm sorry. And then you can and tell you can Kelly, talk to Kelly, Kelly, yes. Kelly, Nikki has had this crush on me. I told her. You know, I had no too- idea. She came up to me and said this. Yeah. And yeah. And Kelly could handle it from there. Of course. I mean, this is Kelly. Big heart. It's her sister. Kelly would. Well, turn- and based on what she literally says to Zach in the next few seconds, you're like, oh, my God, you right. big hearted thing. But what does Zach do? Instead, he tries to squirm out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Instead of just confronting it head on and, be, and, and, and and telling the truth. or accept- Very on brand for him. Very much. He doesn't answer her statement about being his girlfriend or wanting to be his girlfriend. He just tries getting her to leave. Uh, and he's like, yeah, you gotta leave because Kelly's coming. I'm like, that yeah. sounds like you want her to stay, though. Right. Uh, Nikki agrees to leave but demands a kiss before she does. Zach, again, doesn't refuse but instead has Nikki hide in his locker right. when Kelly walks up. And in 13-year-old girl, mm. that translates to he's into me. Oh, gosh, yeah. Poor Kelly, who has the biggest heart, tells Zach that she's so excited that she has learned that Nikki has a crush and they now have something they can share. <laughs> Zach listens. Quite literally. Zach listens. Yeah, God. Zach listens uncomfortably and waits for Kelly to leave. He lets Nikki out. Again, he has an opportunity to tell the truth. But he just tries to get her to leave. But Nikki wants a kiss. Zach kisses her on the cheek. Nikki grabs him, hugs him, and leaves. Jesse sees this from a dif- uh, from a distance, like she's coming down the steps, and sees this from like I'd say about uh, about a, about thirty feet. And she says, "What a slime ball!" Like to herself. <sighs> She's disgusted. I know. Now, and look, I, and after right, I said, Jesse, ask some questions uh, first. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Right, Zach handles. No, ha- it didn't look great, but... He's handled this all wrong. That whole situation, yes. he handled he wrong. Did cre- and he did create the bad no, look. But Jesse, as you said, she's a, you said you even called it. You said, Jesse is a pot stirrer. Right, and we love her. We do. She has, And sometimes, her stirring the pot is good. Absolutely. But she is... But we have to remember, she is a teenager. She's the worst <laughs> and type... And she is, you know, like, ooh, I can jump on that. She's the worst type of person that you want to misunderstand something. Right, because she's going to blow it out out of proportion. Right, if you if you if you misstep in some way, you want Kelly to see it. 
Yeah, you don't want Jesse. Because Kayla will be like, it. okay, but maybe there's an explanation. Jess would be like, no, this is the explanation. Yeah, and we need justice now, right? <laughs> right, which again, can <clears throat> it does serve her well sometimes, general, but she, yeah. she has to grow into and it. And we're going to see how this is a problem here in a little while. So that night, so we're already seeing some things. Mm-hmm. It's pro- already unraveling. Problematic, yeah. Later that night, uh, Zach and Lisa wait by the phones, but no one's calling. Screech arrives with great news. And probably the reason why no one is calling. Everyone at Bayside is happy because of Lisa's advice. So her advice has brought harmony in these relationships. So no one needs advice. They're doing great. Right. <clears throat> so instead of just maybe waiting a little while, and you never know. You know, you, you could or two, just saying, hey, we had a good run. You could, Or you could just say, well, we'll just keep the lines open. Yeah. And, and we've made some money. But you never know. Two people could get in a relationship, and then in a few weeks or in a month— They'll need more help. All hey, they hi- had to do was wait for the honeymoon phase to get over. Then they would need the hotline for the first. What argument. do I do? He gets on my nerves. Right. What do I do? We're disagreeing about the color pink. Like right. I don't know. You know, it's crap happens, and they're teenagers. They're gonna have problems. But Zach, Zach has a knee jerk reaction because Lisa's great advice has caused them not to need the teen line in such rapid succession. Right. He fires Lisa. He's dumb. He goes, "Great job, Lisa. You're fired. <laughs> Stupid." Uh, they pay Lisa, and she leaves. Uh, Zach and Screech then decide to give bad advice to the teen line callers to get callers unhappy so they would call the teen line back. Yeah. So just first rate, pretty horrible. Just the worst idea possible. Manipulative stuff. So yeah. Yeah, and they don't need Lisa to give bad advice. Oh no, no, they're they're just fine. They don't they don't need Lisa's help with this at all. No, and Lisa wouldn't do that anyway. They are pros at this. I mean, Lisa is she is money minded, but she's not. Um, she has scruples, and she and she does care about people. She yeah. does. So now Zach and Screech have resorted to these dastardly activities. They're going to, uh, when whenever anyone calls the team line, they're going to sabotage the relationships. Terrible. And the first person to call that night is Slater, Aww. who calls complaining about his predicament with Jesse. He likes her, she likes him, but she's clearly playing hard to get and being prideful. You know. Uh, just you know, I you know I know she likes me. I asked her out, and she goes maybe. <laughs> right, Slater. Uh, you know he's calling the team line about what he needs to do as Nitro, with his Australian accent. So so yeah, thick. Yeah, such, such a good one. Yeah, Zach sets his plan to upend the relationships at Bayside into and action. And that's his friend. I know. He like tells, he doesn't care. He just goes get rid of her. Oh my <laughs> god! And he goes, yeah, thanks, Nitro. <laughs> but I'm like, but I'm also like Slater. Later. It was just that, like, that easy. Just yeah. This is not the advice you should take. So we assume the rest of that night, that's probably what happens. We go back to the next day. We're at the max. Jesse, instead of asking Zach what the deal was with Nikki. Yeah, I goes, saw this. What's going on? Goes to Kelly and says, something's going on with Zach and Nikki. That is number one thing you should not do in a friendship. You should always go to the source if you have an issue. There you go. Which Kelly doesn't take seriously. She's like, look, they're friends. Which, he, again, there's Kelly like, there's yeah. probably an explanation. Well, yeah. Which there is, but well, yeah, yeah. no one knows it. <laughs> Slater then walks up. I mean, this is quick. Just yeah. quick and short and to the point. He just goes, hey, Jesse, about our date Saturday night? She's like, yes. Aww. Excited. He goes, forget it. It's off. It just walks off. I know. It's so sad. Jesse was finally like ready to be normal about it. Oh, all. this is devastating. She Aww. gets up and runs out. She's clearly hurt over this. She gets up. And runs out, like, probably to go cry. Yeah, oh, yeah, because, I mean, you got to think, she was finally going to accept being vulnerable. She was like, okay, 
I know I've been kind of prideful. I've been a jerk. I'm just going to just, you know, be cool and have fun. And and he just devastates her, thus proving probably why she felt like she needed to be so intense in the first place. Yeah. Well, Zach and Screech walk in at this moment. As Jesse's, you know, running out really upset, and they're really satisfied with themselves. Oh gosh, and they con- terrible! And they continue to wreak havoc. They break up Moose and Louise. Which I have to talk about Louise because that was the poem was terrible. Yeah. Well, so what happened was so you have to explain. Yeah. The poem. Okay, so, okay. 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 So, so the, the when Moose called the teen line earlier in the episode, right. he goes, um, I, "I I like this girl, but you know, she's really smart. How do I impress her? Something like that." And Lisa's uh, advice was to, uh, really, she told Zach to tell him, Nitro, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to write her a love poem. So he does, and that's that's really what gets them together. Right, and the poem's trash. And, but, but what's sweet, though, is that if she's an academic girl, and she is really studious and probably knows poetry and knows mm. some poets, she knows this isn't good. But she, but he wrote it for her. He tried. He tried. And the right. fa- and, and she loves it. And so, I'm yeah. like, y'all are horrible people because she knows this is garbage. I would and doesn't think so, care. Yes. But she's so smitten with the fact that, that he would write it that for he, her. That he did this for her. Oh, so that z- broke my heart. Zach and Screech make her think that that was a poem he ripped off from somebody. He's like, that oh, they, he's like, I love this one. Yeah, like he he she has yeah she shows him the poem, and it's it's not rip offable. Like it's got Louise in it. No, like <laughs> but but he go, but Screech goes. I've always loved that one. Oh. He goes, you mean this is not a Moose original? And he goes, no. Nah. Moose original. So Moose walks up. Do you like my poem? And she squirts ketchup on him and runs out. So he breaks Moose and Louise. So and they, sad. And they, they were bring. cute. <laughs> they were an unlikely cute pairing. So we have to assume that this is what Zach and Screech you know, set out to do and accomplish because... Yeah, this is a small portion of what's obviously been going on school-wide. What they're going to do school-wide, anybody that's called this teen line. Right. Okay. Because as we know, any... Uh, antics that the gang put on, the entire school involves themselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. And we're going to see that here again, here in a little while. But we got to go to later that night, back at Zach's house. Zach is manning the phones alone. Remember, Lisa's been fired. I guess Screech just isn't there. Dumb. Kelly calls the teen line. Oh, God. Zach struggles maintaining his character, especially when Kelly shares what she's worried about, which is her boyfriend may be dating her kid's sister, which causes, again, Zach has an opportunity to say, oh, God, Kelly. Like, hey, it's me. It's me. It's Zach. Like, right then. Don't hold. This is, just this, right yeah, then. This is a big mess. I don't like Nikki. I, li- I love you. Yeah. Th- it's it's all a big misunderstanding, and I'm the one that's behind the teen line and whatever. But what does Zach do? He panics, puts Kelly on hold. He put He tucks the phone. Under his right arm. This is a true. This is a true picture of '90s problems right yeah. here. Because yeah. he's got phones <laughs> on this table, so he tucks the phone with Kelly on it under his right arm. Which I guess magically, no one can hear you talk when you do that. I know. I again. because you can hear. I could have an entire conversation with someone, and they could hear me with my phone tucked yeah, under my you know arm. How, just putting the phone away from your mouth doesn't mean people can't hear what's going no, on. No, it just means but they. Anyways. it means maybe they hear you like this. That's about it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> He tucks the phone under his right arm, grabs another phone. He calls Lisa, who initially refuses to help, and then more trouble. The fo- another phone rings. So Zach has Kelly under his right arm. He's got Lisa, and the phone rings. It's Nikki. God. The and, trifecta of doom. <laughs> right. He's got three calls. 
He puts Nikki on hold. He tucks her under his left arm and gets Lisa back on the phone. Uh, Lisa agrees to help, but demands all of Teen Line's profits in exchange. The advice that she, you know, Zach agrees, and the advice that she gives Zach to relay to, you know, both Kelly and Nikki is amazingly simple. He Why, shouldn't have needed it. It's he, common. He didn't need. He shouldn't have needed. He it. shouldn't have needed. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Lisa tells Zach to simply tell the truth to Kelly and Nikki, but to be gentle when breaking. When, when he tells Nikki, yeah, because she's Nikki, a kid. Yeah, he's like, she's yeah, young. Let her down gently, but just tell the truth. This this whole moment right here is is just a visual representation of what Zach has yeah, done. Right. He's got all these cords wrapped around right. him, and it would be so easy to just tell everybody what they need to hear. So Zach, thanks, Lisa. Ends the call. Whatever. Thanks, Lisa. Whatever. All right. Got it. One less phone. Yeah. And begins fumbling with the two phones that have Nikki and Kelly on the line, <sighs> causing him to mix up the lines. He tells Kelly, thinking it's Nikki, she needs to be with someone else since the guy she's calling about likes her sister oh and immediately hangs up the phone. He was supposed to let Nikki down gently anyway. So even if he was telling Nikki, that's like, you know, he's like, sounds like the guy's pretty hung up on your sister. You know? <laughs> I know, but also like... You'd be if, better off with someone else. Click. Right. If I'm the, if I'm not, you know, if I'm Nitro, I'm going to, because I've had three phones in my hand, I'm going to check who I'm talking to. Like, that's just my mindset. I'd be like, hey, uh, still got Kelly or still got Nick? Yeah, I mean, come on. Again, common sense fails him yeah. in this episode. So he. In many episodes. <laughs> but in this not episode. only does he tell Kelly, <clears throat> thinking it's Nikki, he gives him, he gives her this uh, general statement that, that, that sounds like that could have been advice for her because it said, sounds like the guy's pretty hung up on your sister. Right. You'd be much better off with someone else. Ugh. Click, you know. And we see when we're watching, because we're watching this, you have Zach in the middle, you have Nikki on the right, you have Yeah, Kelly you've got on the little grid. The, yeah, you have Kelly on the left with these grids. And when Zach starts talking, you see Kelly reacts. So I'm like, oh God, he's telling Kelly. And she's like, wait, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Hangs up on Kelly. Kelly is like, what, what just the heck? Like? Yeah. <laughs> And he, she's not at all like, okay. She's like, wait, what? Yeah, her face is like shocked, right? Yeah. He then tells Nikki. As Zach. As Zach. He thinks it's Kelly, but he reveals himself. He's not Nitro. He's Zach. And he doesn't, the problem is he doesn't use any names. So it sounds like he genuinely no. is talking to Nikki. He says, this is Zach. I'm the one that's behind the team line. He then says, you're the only Kapowski I care about. Uh now we sh- he goes, and now we should let your sister down gently or whatever. Yeah. So he, I mean, in Zach's defense, sort of, I can't, it's hard to defend him, but like he did think he was doing the right thing. He did think he was coming clean, but in, but in true Zach fashion, he can't just do it normal or when he should. I just, yeah, that's stu- Zach's done a lot of stupid things this episode, but if he had not fired Lisa. Right. None of this would have happened. Right. Lisa would have been there to say, okay, just, you know. Also, if he had just had the conversation he needed to have when it happened. Well, sure, yeah. I am just was saying that. I mean, we wouldn't have an episode, but still. There were so many ways this could have been turned around. <laughs> there were so, ma- so many opportunities to, to, to do the right to thing. To turn the ship around, right? yeah. <laughs> but we hit the iceberg. We just chose. Yeah. We, we chose violence. But, Zach woke up and chose violence. So, instead. again, Zach is thinking he's talking to Kelly. Right. And then he hears the response on the other end of the line. Nikki saying... Don't worry, Zach. I won't tell Kelly. <laughs> Zach realizes it's Nikki, but before he, <laughs> before he can do anything, she hangs up 
and Zach is mortified, and he makes this face. Toby laughed for like five straight minutes. I had to rewind it like <laughs> several so, times. Yeah. Oh gosh, the look, the the utter look of horror, like. <laughs> I'm dead. What have I done? I'm dead meat. Yeah. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows he is screwed at this point. You know, it was just, it was just great. You know, just a total oh deer gracious. in the headlights, total deer in the headlights, you know. Uh, so we go to the next day at school. <laughs> the gang is in art class with the rest of their class and they have an art teacher. His name is Mr. Manfredi. <laughs> Uh, and is how do we say is a very free spirit. He's he's an art teacher, and I I guess they were creating this persona. Of he's someone, an art teacher to the max. Yeah, man. who's like you know no no structure to the class. Just right, like, and any any response means emotion. Oh, and that's great, good. that's good. Let's go with like this. if you're this angry, yes, express it. Like yeah, so, that's really, art. you could probably do no wrong in his class. No. He'd find a way to make it part of it. Yeah, this is art, which right? is actually a great skill. To be fair. But uh, very messy. The in problem this case. is, yeah, in art, in, in this art class, they're not able to really get to any kind of actual assignment. Assignment, <laughs> no. Because due to the damage done by Zach and Screech through the teen line, uh, the boys and girls in the class begin arguing. Right, they're all so angry. Not just like Jesse and Slater, but like other you know guys and girls that have been you know obviously have been dating and now have been broken up by this teen line. Right, right. The arguing. Uh, is is encouraged by Mr. Manfredi, who says, this is great. Art is emotion. I mean, he's not wrong. But and for some yikes. reason, he decides to pull out Silly String, and he just starts shooting it. I, the, the fact that he had it, he had it on hand. And the whole class had me. it on hand. The whole class had it. was like a class set. They, <laughs> class all, they all start shooting Silly String. Everybody. Jessie gets destroyed. She's covered in it. I know, it. and she's got curls, so I felt for her as a curly-headed person. I was like, oh, no, Jessie. The chaos attracts Mr. Belding, who is so wonderful to see. I, I mean, know. it's it's been he's dad. He he's been gone for most of this episode. Yeah, he comes in and he's like, "What is going on?" He goes, "This is madness." He confronts Mr. Manfredi. He's like, "What is that?" Everybody, he's like, comes, yes, madness. Yes, he goes leads to greatness. And then he tells Mr. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, then he silly strings him. He tells Mr. Belding to dare to be great. Yes, and he silly strings Mr. Belding, oh. and then the chaos ensues again. Mr. Belding tries to stop everybody again, and then he's hit with a massive piece of clay in the face. <laughs> Looks and, like a pizza pie. And that immediately takes us to his office, Mr. Belding's office. <laughs> and I want to, I want, I want to say something here. The first thing Mr. Belding says in his office, he goes, "Now, who hit me in the head <laughs> with the clay?" There is no answer. Yeah, we do not get that answer in this episode. Somebody threw that. Yeah. I don't know. Who I want to. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was a teacher. I remember thinking. I don't know if it was Manfredi. I don't. I, for some reason, I thought it, it could have been Jesse. Because yeah, yeah. Jesse, Jesse gets really angry. She does. It could have been anyone. But somebody threw that. At but who him. would answer though? I wouldn't answer. It's just the fact that somebody like was, like was like, you know what? We're not stopping Mr. Belding. In fact, we're going to continue, and you're going to become a part of this. Yes, you know? you're you're one of us now. Yeah. But I kind of feel like in that kind of madness, it probably someone's just like, ah, and just like, you know, threw it. And unfortunately, Belding was the recipient. So the entire art class is in Mr. Belding's class. They will not all answer. All covered in silly string. Yeah, they're all covered in silly string, and they will not answer who, who, uh, threw, the who threw the clay at Mr. Belding. But there's a bigger issue going on here. <laughs> um, Mr. Belding begins working through everyone's issues in the office, finding that 
every he, this class is at each other, and he notices, okay, this guys are angry at girls. The girls are angry at the guys, and the one thing they have in common is that they all call the teen line. Mm-hmm. He then finds that all of their anger at each other stems from advice they got from the teen line. He asks who all calls the teen line. Everybody in the class raises their everybody in the class in the office raises their hand except Zach and Screech. And that's all he needs. And that's all he needs. Because we already know Zach and Screech. He also notices They got a track record. He also notices that Screech and Zach are spotlessly clean. They did not get attacked with any art supplies. Mm-hmm. So he has everybody in the class leave except Zach and Screech. And before you, before we continue with, with you know the yeah. rest, I have to, I have to give Mister Belding props because I told Toby this while we were watching. I said, from what I've seen in Save by the Bell, Mister Belding generally seems to trust his teachers, even when he probably shouldn't. No, with yeah. some of the teachers, I'm like, uh, right. you can't do that. But for him to act, and like I would, I would think if he walked into an art class and they were doing something kind of rowdy, but it was part of it, I think he'd love it. Because he loves to see the students involved in stuff. Sure. It's good to see students up moving around. Yes. And, and, and involved. And what, even if it involves the string, if it was on, if it was part of the thing, great. I have to give building props because he didn't see what was going on. He heard it. And he has some kind of intuition. Mr. Building's sometimes kind of dopey with stuff, you know? Yeah. He, 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 but he, he able, yeah. genuinely was like, this isn't, no. this isn't learning. Something's no. wrong. And I have to give him props that. Yes, I'm sure it's plot, but still, like, the fact that he came in was like, even though the teacher's like, it's great, it's madness, he was like, no. There's something wrong with these kids. And I love that. He had, like, a dad premonition with these kids, and I really appreciate that about him, because I wish all administration had premonitions <laughs> like this and would uh, show up and help. <laughs> we we all, um, we always... Um, we always praise Mr. Belding yeah. because when it matters, he he hits it right on the bullseye. Yes, and he and he'll he'll get kind of down and in, in, in the mud with them to help, yeah. and it's very so sweet. There's there's times when you know Zach and the gang are able to pull one over on him, right? But when it matters, he he's he is he hits it again right on the bullseye. Yeah. So, so I I really I like stand Mr. Belding always, but like especially in this episode because I was like, man, you. You felt it. You yeah. knew something was wrong, and, and I love that. And then he gets him in the office, and again, top-notch administrate, administrative work here. Yes, beautiful. Top-notch principal work. We as, as teachers mis- salute yeah, you. As Mr. Belding is able to just look at the group, talk to him for a few minutes, and realize it's you two. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the, I mean, granted, it was pretty easy, but still. The class leaves, and we have Zach and Screech left, and... Mr. Belding doesn't ask. He just says, nope. you're both behind the teen line, aren't you? And, and you Screech, know. of course, yeah, is not, yeah. very, uh, no, not very he, well-spoken he here. Can't, the Screech can't keep a secret. No. So, and basically, Mr. Belding says, my school will be a happy school or else. So yeah, by noon tomorrow. He demands that they fix the damage they've done. Literally by the next day. Yeah. So Zach, later on, he goes up to Lisa. Or, you know, this is likely the same day. Uh, Zach laments his situation to Lisa, who agrees to help him fix the problems he caused through his bad advice at the teen line, and also agrees to help fix the situation that he has created with Nikki. Yes. She tells Zach just to make Nick make Nikki think he's a disgusting creep. Which actually is not great advice. That's not a good advice. No. I was like, Lisa, you have given great advice this entire episode. Well, and then it's when not it, perfect. But then again, to be fair, she's already tried to give the man advice, and he 
can't get nothing right. So she's resorting to, I guess, survival tactics. Kelly then approaches Lisa, worried that Zach is dating Nikki. Lisa tells Kelly not to worry, but to meet her at the max later that night. So Lisa... Lisa knows what's up. She knows what's she coming. She does. So she assures Zach, this is what you need to do. I'll help you fix the teen line problems. And this is what you need to do. And she does. Lisa spends that day advising... I guess she didn't go to class. No one did. Yeah. She spends that day advising... <laughs> she spends that day advising all the couples, basically reversing the damage that Zach and Screech did after they fired her. Right. And again, tells Ke- you know tells Zach, look, just... Make Nikki think you're a creep. Tells Kelly, meet me tonight at the Max. Uh, so Lisa saving the day. We go to the Max that night. Lisa and Kelly arrive, and Kelly is in a disguise. She's wearing like this reflective pink raincoat. She's like full fatal attraction. Yeah, and uh, wearing a large blonde wig and dark sunglasses. She sits at the booth behind Nikki. Nikki's sitting at the at the gang's usual booth. Right. You know, the, the one right at the center of, of stage right. 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 Stage technically stage left if so, we're facing however, the audience. The My one, bad. The one they're always sitting at. Yes. The one they're always yes. sitting at. Um, so she's sitting there. Nikki is waiting for Zach. On the left, Kelly's sitting in disguise, so Nikki doesn't recognize her. Zach walks in to meet Nikki, dressed like a total clown and acting totally spastic. Right, and he's, like he's a, got the hat with the spinny thing and... Not how actual, yeah, and not how an actual quote unquote nerd yeah. would even dress. If I could compare Zach to how he's acting, I would say he's acting like Goofy, literally from like Disney. Goofy. Yeah, yes. he's like literally acting like Goofy from Disney. Yes, uh, he's totally not himself. He's wearing mismatched clothes, pants pulled up very high with suspenders, and a hat with a propeller at the top. He's also carrying a covered box, which we find. Uh, we're going to find out what that is in a few moments. <laughs> He's hoping that acting this way will turn Nikki off. He sits down, and Nikki's like, surprised, but not... Not unpl- put off. Not unpleasantly surprised. She's like, Zach, I've never seen the side of you before. She is... Th- this is making her like him even more. And he pulls out the box. He pulls this... He's got this little sheet covering, and he takes it off. It's a tarantula. That doesn't freak her out. She thinks it's cute. She's like, I love it. Oh, yeah. Zach finally just gives up. Right, like he's like, you've been to the warm convention? She's like, yeah, front row seats. He's like, yeah, this the, is the insect not... Ro- the insect rodeo. Yeah, he's like, this, is, this isn't working. <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> yeah, Zach then's like, oh, I guess you got tickets to the insect rodeo. And she's like, front row seats. So Zach's like, ah. Oh. And then time. Zach gives up. He takes the hat off, tells Nikki the truth. He Finally. Lo- he loves Kelly. And Nikki's a sharp kid. She actually says, so you dress this way to turn me off to you. you yeah. Know? And Zach's yeah. like, yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I see that you're yeah, he's a like, guy. Yeah, so you get it, right? She's like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get that you're a guy, a guy that can't tell a 13-year-old girl the truth. She goes, that's boom. so immature. And boom, Zach needed that. And you know what, though? That 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 cemented to me. Like, yeah, you are a Kapowski. You, you, you know what I mean? You know, Kelly, you know what's up. <laughs> Kelly, honestly, who should have been angry at Zach. Yeah. Just why didn't you just tell her? I know that would have I would have yeah. I would have had some major issues, but whatever. It's so fine. yeah. Nikki leaves. We know that we need Zach and Kelly to be okay, so yeah. we have to end there. Nikki leaves. Kelly then approaches Zach in disguise and hits on him. Zach tells her he'd love to. She's like, "Let's go make a Kodak moment." Yeah, you know, in disguise. Zach tells her he'd love to, but he's a one woman guy with a great girlfriend. He looks at us, breaks the fourth wall, of course, and tells us it's Kelly. And yeah. that's that's the episode there. Golly. So, he gets out of so many situations that he should not get out of scot-free. Well, not that he got out scot-free, but... 
Sometimes he does. Yeah, I, but you he, know. he he got off easy to me. And you know, I've not seen the new like the the, the new series. Yeah, I haven't either. So I don't know how. I don't that... know if I want to. I, I don't I mean, know. I haven't heard even heard anything about it. I, no, I've heard that it's good, but I mean, well, I, I mean, if, I don't know of any young people I know that are watching it. I've heard of our you know our age bracket people that are watching it and said it's pretty good. It's yeah. fun to see the old so, cast together. I'd like to see how but, Zach um, has developed as a character. I yeah, now know. that he's the mayor. I thought he was the governor of California. Governor, whatever. He's no, something. he's governor. He's like a big deal. And I don't now. I don't know now. I know Slater and Jesse are still having their thing. I don't know what they are though in life. He come. He comes back as a coach. I think at some point. Yeah, the show. I saw one scene recently where he goes into. She's Doctor Spano. So Jesse. Oh, did, okay. Well, did that makes w- sense. What we always knew she would do, which is excel. Go and, and be amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, go all the way in education and stuff. So I don't know, but either way, uh, yes, Zach. I, I do want to check it out. I do. I do. Um, I think I do. <laughs> Zach, I just love the old version so much. Zach seems to get off kind of scot free with this thing. Uh, he doesn't get all. Of course, Lisa gets all the money. She's right. kind of. She's kind of. As she should. Yeah, she's kind of the hero of the story. Um, but yeah, I just <clears throat> when I um, when we were thinking about what episode to do, all, when I think of this episode, I, I think <laughs> of the I think of the face Zach makes. The when he realizes yes. that he has just told Nikki and not Kelly, you know, yes. that that, you that know, she's the only Kapowski that for she's him. She's the only Kapowski for him. And and that face he makes is what I think about when I think of that episode. And that's what I saw when he was like, What episode are you gonna do? I was like, Teen Line. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's so it's a good episode, yeah. It's hard to choose an episode of Say by the Bell because there are so many good ones. Oh yeah, they're all rich and, you know, filled with nineties culture. I mean, but some are some really like this is one of the ones that really sticks in your mind. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we'll I mean, I hope I, I don't you know, I hope that the tape store lasts a long time and, and, and we, we do all the X Files and all the Say by the Bell <laughs> all the things ever. All the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and all those things, you know. I'd love to hit all those episodes of all those shows. But, uh, you know, X-Files, we decided to go in order because that definitely is telling a narrative, you know. But Save by the yes. Bell, I definitely like that we're hitting. There are certain seasons that do tell a, a story. There's a few that go um, chronologically, but, but a lot of them. But generally, you can kind of just watch them. Generally, you can just grab one and kind of look at it. So they're, they're self-contained stories. The you know? later seasons, I think, have... Uh, have a few storylines that you should follow, like like when we watch the the Hawaiian, you know, Hawaiian style. Yeah, well, there's Hawaiian style. There's the Malibu Sands Beach Club. Yeah, th- th- you got to watch those in order, right? You got to watch the two parter when they go to Kelly, uh, excuse me, Jesse's dad's hotel because mm-hmm. that's when he's getting married to the aerobics instructor. And uh, y- you got to watch the Jeffs, uh, the 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 Jeff and Kelly. Yeah, oh, which makes me angry. Ooh, the I know. Jeff and Kelly saga. You got to watch that one. Uh, so, so yeah, there's there certain are a ones few. you have to watch, you know, but but a lot of these you can just kind of grab and, and go into. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun going back to Bayside. <laughs> We've been... Uh, and you're wearing your Bayside Tigers hat. I am. I am. Cheers. Yes. Uh, ha- have to be in the moment. Uh, so, we've been cruising it over an hour. So, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. All righty. Good talking to you guys. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for your time. Always like to tell you that we appreciate that it's a valuable thing it's a limited thing and and, and we above uh we above all else know that mm-hmm. um just as much as you guys do that it's a it's a very very tough thing to have enough of mm-hmm. so if you spend any of it listening to the show we just want you to know we appreciate it and we love our tape store family so uh thank you thank you thank you brooke uh just tell them where they can find us yes and we'll... um if you are on instagram 
that's where we spend a lot of our time connecting with you guys, sharing stuff and um, stuff from the show, stuff from our our lives sometimes. Uh, we are at the tape store. We're on TikTok by the same name. If you're on Twitter, we're the tape store pod. And if you'd like to shoot us an email, we are the tape store podcast at gmail.com. We are looking forward to being back next week. Yep, I don't yep. really have much else to say. I wish, you know, we love talking to you guys, but <laughs> we are going to close the doors. We will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, with more great 80s and 90s nostalgia at the Tape Store Podcast. It's been fun going back to Bayside, and we look forward to the next time. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Take care, everybody. Bye.